0: So, the only name that I could come up for this one was private geodesy, instead of private guy. Is that how you pronounce that geodesy? I don't geodesy. Really... Geodesy. Geodesy. I know. I know it's a scientific study. The Y is study. silent. The Y is silent. It's just geodes. Geode. <laughs> Geode. I th- I'm pretty sure. Right? I
1: have no idea what that word means, actually.
0: So I was gonna call this private. Geodesy Dash, oh, musician Dash. showcase volume one, and ah. of course I spelt showcase with the number five instead of an S. Five ho case. You say it like that. Ho case. <laughs> These five hoes in music, <laughs> casing them up, y'all. All right. All right. Hello and welcome to. Episode 14.5 the musician showcase episode volume one This is a special episode in which we will be featuring five musicians and bands in their music uh, If you are a musician and you'd like your music to be featured in a future episode like this feel free to submit it to us I will tell you how to do that at the end of the episode So you're probably wondering hey we didn't get a playlist for this episode and that's because well fuck you we say fuck you listeners (laughs) you can just imagine it based off of how we describe it and we're gonna do it shittily on purpose
1: come on you know us that's our style
0: fuck you (laughs) no we are actually going to play the songs for you to listen to while you enjoy the episode because we're just, we're those nice of guys. Yeah. This
1: has never been done before in the
0: history of radio or no. podcasting or, what we're doing or television tonight. broadcasting. Yep. No one has ever played music for an audience is in <laughs> recorded format.
1: So buckle up. All right. It's going to be a quantum yeah. leap. You might have a, be attracted to a different sex when this is done.
0: Who knows what could happen? Because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's go to our first song, which is Scimitar by Private Guy. Private Guy is an American house techno DJ producer based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, due to the fact that he just lists himself as Private Guy on his SoundCloud and on his website and that he doesn't put his real name down, I, I guess i didn't talk to him so i'm just gonna refer to him as private guy
1: no i'll confess it's me
0: it's it's, it's dummy me. Juggs. i'll confess it's dj dommy jugs
1: dj dj jugs no it's not me
0: uh, so P- private guy is a fellow that i met in college at the university of minnesota duluth as well as being a house producer he's also an extremely talented artist he's very good ceramicist and a photographer. He actually I believe I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. I believe he's like a ceramicist for a living and then he makes music on the side. Nice. Well, not really on the side. Um so like a segue into that. Him and uh three of his friends started a vinyl only house techno label based in Minneapolis. Wow called Kajunga, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I believe it's Kajunga Records. It's uh, him, private guy, a guy named Burnt, Cloudy, and (laughs) Royote. I'm sorry, I probably just butchered all of those. (laughs) So, so far, Kajunga has one release, Kajunga 1, which contains one track by each of the artists on this label. Hmm. It's $10, and as you might have guessed, it exists only on vinyl. You can stream it on Kajunga's SoundCloud website. And Private Guy told me that if you're into this and you're into their first release, Kajunga 2 will be released very soon. Nice. And he actually just released a second track on his personal SoundCloud, so it's probably sooner than you'd think. Hmm private guy describes his music sensibilities as such cascading from a void of darkness and low frequencies private guy lives in perfect harmony with sultry dub chords and uplifting soulful spaces purveyor of all things deep Mm. so i believe this track is considered a deep house track I don't know a ton about house music. I know that this label is dedicated to house music, and on Private Guy's SoundCloud, the first tag of this song is hashtag deep. So I'm going to assume it's Deep House. Deep House. So is that a genre name You're, you've it, seen before? It is. Yeah, Deep House. So for, nice, for anybody nice. who's not familiar, house music is a genre of electronic dance music that originated mm. in Chicago in the early 1980s. And it Chicago, was, really? Yeah, I, I didn't know that either, because wow. I know it's very famous in France. Yeah, yeah, wow. So it's characterized by repetitive 4-4 four, four beats, rhythms mainly provided by drum machines, Offbeat hi hat cymbals and synthesized bass lines. Many different forms have evolved from this early house music, mm. but they all share that same foundation. Mm. Now, deep house is a subgenre of house music that also originated in the 1980s, initially infusing elements of Chicago house with 1980s jazz funk and touches of soul music. Ah. Yeah, so Deep House is known for a complex melody, use of unrelated chromatic chords, underlying most sequences, Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of an ambient lounge vibe to it, which this song all seems to exemplify.
1: And, wait, if I could ask, because I don't know, but is it also, is it specifically geared toward being able to dance to it?
0: Or not necessarily i don't know about deep house yeah. i know house yeah. music in general yeah. to the repetitive nature yes yeah. for dance yeah you can dance so
1: it's not a ton of like crazy jarring tempo yeah changes you can actually it's, dance It's very to repetitive
0: it. now yeah, yeah yeah also as someone who's not that familiar with it simply based off the description and listening to this song i i think this is more chill out music yeah, like you could dance to it, I feel. But this yeah. the like, the words sultry and lounge really pop out. Like I could see yeah. someone like in like a swanky dark martini bar, just kind of like sipping on a cocktail and yeah. talking while this is playing in the background.
1: Yeah, same. I yeah, mean, yeah, definitely,
0: definitely, definitely. So the, de- <laughs> his description for this song is just it's a sword and a deer, uh, which. There's album art for this, which I'll post, which it's a scimitar, and there's these two kind of goat-deer-looking things with these giant horns. Mm. So by saying it's a sword and a deer, a scimitar is a curved sword that was widespread, used throughout the Middle East from at least the Ottoman period, with early examples dating back to the Abbasid era, which was 9th century, and it's Croatian. Abbasad. Abbasad. I'm kidding. I have no idea. Well, you know better than me probably. I have no idea. (laughs) But a scimitar is also a species of oryx that is now extinct in the wild, but once inhabited all of North Africa. And its name comes from the similarity between its horns and the sword of the same name. What?
1: I didn't read that in the Bible. (laughs) No. Keep your fiction to yourself. If
0: if Jesus didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if anyone's curious that's, that's, I had no idea yeah. had And no an idea. oryx is actually a type of antelope oh, okay. So sorry okay. private guy It's not a deer It's an antelope
1: We'll cut him some slack That's pretty niche biology right there
0: yeah. Alright so Here's your guys first song Scimitar by Private Guy so that was scimitar by private guy dominic what did you think of this track uh i dug the song yeah i mean i don't know a lot
1: about house or deep house so i gotta preface it with this is kind of out of my wheelhouse but i like electronic music in general and i thought this was like you know it was very it was well crafted there was definitely and i mean again a good attention to detail it kind of started out small builds up strips down comes back and it's kind of i mean i that's what i assume kind of it's all about but it maintains that kind of 4-4 dance ability yeah but like you had said in the intro it has that kind of kind of organ synth chill vibe which i liked
0: that. so yeah, it was yeah. A good song yeah, this this song was chill as fuck yeah it's like yeah. the best way i could put yeah. it like, i i really dig it it's it's very sultry and dark but it's also very mm. like warm at the same time yeah you know it's chill downbeat down tempo electronic music can sometimes have a very icy and cold feeling to it yeah this was like very warm and maybe this is a bad word but like analog like it felt organic in yeah, some ways for yeah. being an electronic track and definitely had a 1980s pop culture vibe like yeah you know i can yeah. see palm trees and pink and teal neon signs and kind of that yeah retro future aesthetic that's going on these days yeah yeah I'm yeah I'm not saying this is vaporwave but <laughs> it kind of has that imagery associated Yeah with no
1: that. no doubt no doubt and and I like the uh in the background there were voices that at, at near the end it almost sound yeah. like they were kind of screaming which I dug I mean I dug that
0: kind of little touch in the back, adding a kind of layer to it. It kind of like for as much as like I can envision hanging out in like a dark swank martini bar, the voice like even brought that image more into my head. Yeah. I, yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I felt like this song could kind of just go on forever. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be yeah. upset about it. Right. Like, if it was just constantly just.
1: Yeah. 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 It's got on kind on of, of a cool
0: ambiance about it. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, no, I dug it. I, I, I don't mean this insultingly, but I, I don't have a lot to say about it just because it's kind of, it's really chill. Yeah. It's very well crafted. Yeah. It's very inviting, but it's also very minimal. So uh, there's not a whole lot to like dissect.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a solid.
1: I mean, it's got the bass. A kind of wood almost kind of like a wood kind of i don't know what you. again i don't even have the, i don't have the <laughs> vocabulary for this music but almost kind of like a the percussion at times yeah. it's almost just like the stick sticks that's what we called it in elementary school we called it the, the sticks. sticks i'm sure there's a better name but and the symbol and then the keyboard and the organ synth and you get the voices in the back so it builds it builds nicely i listen to a lot more of like um and I don't mean this in like a pretentious way. I just mean my bi- my own biography is I listen to ex- more like almost non-listenable experimental music. Arca. Yeah. So I, yeah, I exactly. Mean, <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been listening to since you introduced it to me. So you know, it, if if the genre is is kind of house, deep house, there has to be that I assume that kind of rhythmic static quality to it that keeps it as a constant which i can appreciate i can appreciate so knowing that there's that kind of constraint to the genre i thought he did a very good job of kind of adding palette around it and yeah, i like textures text. I dug, yeah. to it. yeah i dug it and like you said very, it could have been 20 minutes long okay yeah, just kept yeah. going yeah, yeah just kept very going chill song.
0: so if you guys enjoyed the track you can check out private guy on his soundcloud soundcloud.com slash private guy and if you're curious in checking out his record label and the other artists it's kajunga k-a-j-u-n-g-a-r-e-c-o-r-d-s sorry kajunga records and that's kajungarecords.com or soundcloud.com slash kajunga any other thoughts or no yeah solid solid track Let's move on to our second track then, which is The Can't See by The Misanthropes. The Misanthropes are a jazz experimental rock band from Anoka, Minnesota. The band members are actually all friends of mine from high school. Uh You got Nick Henry on vocals and keyboard, Eric Johnston, who's on guitar, except on this song, his vocals are featured. Okay. And I, I don't know if... Further along, they're planning on Eric doing more vocals, but to my knowledge as of right now from all the demos and tracks they've posted online, every song features Nick's voice except for this one. <laughs> you got Shelly Henry on bass and Jeff Henry, her husband, on drums. And actually, Nick and Jeff are brothers. So Wow. Keep it got, in the family, You got three man. Henrys and then Eric. Can they just adopt Eric and just... This- or maybe Eric and Nick can get married someday. <laughs> yeah, they you go, man.
1: Nudge, nudge. Family band. That's yeah. a serious... Yeah,
0: like family the Partridge
1: family. family. Exactly, exactly. The Jackson 5? Come on. Oh. Can they just change Wait, their who's last name? The Wait, the Jackson
0: 5? <laughs> I'm I don't for... know. <laughs> Some
1: bullshit band. Not Partridge. Yeah.
0: They're kind of a band. <laughs> so, for anyone who's not familiar. A misanthrope is a person who dislikes humankind and avoids human society. So, you're, you're really harsh in her vibe.
1: Yeah. That's me, man. That's me. A misanthrope? Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I've, I've
0: never seen Dominic. He, <laughs> he does this remotely from a bunker that's at least 60 feet underground, I'm pretty sure. Because fuck people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck people. Fuck Have you, you ever met someone you liked? Ever. Name one. That's no, what I thought. I mean, I don't like you at all, either.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so uh, the misanthropes, I, I don't know. Their mission statement, I guess, is a, is a good way to put it, mm-hmm. is, quote, our primary goal is to remain unpredictable, taking influences from a wide variety of artists, including Modest Mouse, Fat Swaller, the Dresden Dolls, and Foxy Shazam. Ours is a sound that could be described as theatrical and bipolar. Mm-hmm. And, little interesting trivia, they used to be called the Afterthoughts, but they are now the Misanthropes. Right. And the Afterthoughts was all one word, all lowercase. Okay. So, the Afterthoughts. <laughs> you can't say that. Can't have a space in there. Yeah. No pause. And, sorry, Eric. I couldn't help but bring this up. Going back to our last episode where we talked about a Celtic punk song. <laughs> Eric used to be in a Celtic punk band called Flaming Sheamus back Sorry. when we were all in high school together.
1: I forgive you. No. I forgive you, man.
0: He. Uh, no hard feelings. No. We, we talked about it. None. He said that... He didn't, like, he thought every point you brought up came from, like, a fair stance. Like, he's like, you know, he wasn't, I didn't disagree with anything he said, while I might not personally believe it. Yeah.
1: Well, then, I'm sure, uh, again,
0: hey, I was a little harsh last
1: week. I've, I, I, I've, you know, I've taken a chill pill, took up yoga, feng shui, that's where they listen to wings a lot more. Okay? I'll admit. Wings, real, well,
0: <laughs> no one can center Dominic. Like Paul McCartney. Like Paul McCartney Wings. Usually... Specifically post-Beatles Paul McCartney. Yeah, exactly.
1: Specifically,
0: actually. Exclusively,
1: I'd like to say. Post-Beatles. Fuck the Beatles. Yeah. But no, no, I'll, I'll say... I'm sure that each Celtic punk band should be evaluated on their own terms. I, you know I'm willing to go say that, so I'm sure that well, the band...
0: Well, and I, I will say... Whereas last week, I was a little harsh. A little I, harsh. We, first of all, there was a very nice camaraderie with Flaming Sheamus. they would like there was a Dunn Brothers that was privately owned in Anoka, where we grew up technically oh, yeah. it was in Ramsey and I'd say at least every two weeks they would play a, sh- a show there and all of our friends would go there so it was just nice. like nice. it was just nice. this thing we did and it, it was just a ton of fun yeah. and they were more of a traditional Celtic punk band nice. like like a lot more traditional folk songs and traditional instrumentation. Yeah. Though, yeah, it was, it was nice. pretty good, I thought. Nice. Flaming nice. Sheamus. Nice. That's what the, I don't know if I said that. That was their band name, Flaming, <laughs> Flaming Sheamus. And uh, speaking of other bands, of these people might have been, and not that it ever became anything. But there was a period of time where Nick and I almost started a drone metal band together. Nice. Because I think I brought this up on the podcast before. There's a band called Sun, which is spelled S-U-N-N, and then there's an O with a bunch of parentheses, but it's just pronounced Sun. (laughs) Nick and I went and saw them live at the Varsity Theater in Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking brutal. (laughs) And we got together a couple times and talked about trying to start. Nothing ever happened
1: but not yet still time I man. guess there's still time still Nick, time if
0: you're listening <laughs> all right well I guess uh, without further ado here is the can't see by the misanthropes I can't see what's about.
2: on foot from the wrath of time.
0: right that was the can't see by the misanthropes what did you think i i like this song a lot honestly i like this song a lot i thought it was i it was kind of getting a
1: bowie vibe a little bit with the vocals especially and then he says the word space cadet and earlier on i was like nice yeah the nice, space cadet nice. to
0: mars and like right when he says that there's kind of that really kind of like retro future-y city yeah. noise like yeah kind of theremin-esque yeah. almost.
1: yeah So I don't know if that's an influence, but if it is, I dig it. I dig it. And it was not, I don't know, it was kind of like a... Again, the vocals I really liked a lot. I thought the vocals kind of had the vibe of almost kind of like... The drunk stumbling around, existential angst kind of vibe,
0: yeah. which I liked. I that's thought, exactly yeah. that's exactly what I wrote down. Like I, this song seems to be about someone going through like an existential crisis. Yeah, they they don't know what to do with their lives and which version of themselves they should be. And then yeah. you know he sings the line like the purveyor of bars. Like, that yeah, that makes sense to kind of drunkenly stumbling around and yeah. saying who the fuck am I? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So. It's a nice. It's a nice matchup of
1: the lyrics and the sound. Because yeah. I thought the sound also kind of gave that, that feeling of kind of stumbling about and wondering. I thought it yeah. was a nice, nice yeah, matchup.
0: Yeah, because there is kind of like a. There's definitely different sections of the song, like in how it sounds yeah. as it goes through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I listened to this line probably 12 times in a row, trying to make out. <laughs> what it says it's right around the three minute and 22 second mark i think i got yeah i yeah. think i wrote that I down. i think he i think i even had natty <laughs> listen to this i think he yells i have touched the future of the biomechanical penis yeah that's, that's what exactly I what, that's I what,
3: what i, heard. I got <laughs> that's a nice and line I, man that's a nice you line. know
0: <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if eric wrote a line like that i'm curious what yeah. it means and the only the only word that i was unsure of is future i'm pretty sure about all the other words but yeah. the word future was the one i had to kept trying to like i just wrote down biomechanical penis. biomechanical that's all penis. i cared about
1: i like that i'm gonna use that this friday at the bar <laughs> and say yo biomechanical biomechanical penis, penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like man. that's like your new <laughs> catchphrase hey bro biomechanical <laughs> penis <laughs> No, it was nice. I gotta say, okay, the outro is very, very, very different than the rest of the song. Yeah. Right? It's it's kind of its own. It kind of has like a.
0: In, in and of itself. Like a. I don't have a good way to describe this. It. Like a. Classic piano rock feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I really. I wish I had like a better example. Because like the. the I'd say the first two-thirds of the song almost have kind of like a doo feeling to it. Yeah. Like a, a hard rock doo-wop, but it kind of yeah. has like that bluesy, doo yeah, swagger to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does have that kind of swagger. Yeah. You know? And then at the very end after he says, I have fled on foot from the wrath of time, which is a line I like a lot. Yeah. And then it's like jam and. I yeah. gotta say, Nick, those are some sweet piano keys you're tickling. Those ivories are being tickled <laughs> to the fuck. Just. I like that. Okay. Right
1: before that happened, if I was hearing it right, there was like. Right before that outro, there were like kind of some dissonant keys played. Did you hear that? Where like it's like the wrong notes played on purpose. And I like that a lot. And I almost felt like. Like the outro, I oh, I almost thought it could have been its own song. Like that could have been its own like two-minute, awesome song. Where in this song I almost wanted those dissonant keys to like pop up a few more times. It's like a motif in the song because I thought that uh, that's a nice complement to like the kind of the vocals and the lyrics that were yeah. going on. So I li- I liked it all. I thought it could almost be like two songs, but maybe.
0: Well, you know, if you like a bit more of that. Dissonant feel, a little more of like the purposefully wrongfully played notes. A little more of the jam yeah. feel to it. Yeah, this is actually a nice condensed song. Yeah, I won't say all of their songs, but they have some songs that are definitely more like jam songs. Like they have, I'll post a video for one. Someone took a video of them playing this song live. It's called Book of the Dead Bop. Yeah, yeah. it's. I th- I think it's usually clocks in around eight or nine minutes. It might be even longer than that. Wow. But it okay. definitely has that kind of like purposefully sloppy yet precise yeah. piano yeah, feel yeah, to yeah. it. Nick, Nick is an incredible pianist. Nice. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's been playing since before he could walk. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can tell, man. No, I, dug this I dug it. Great song. Yeah. I I dig it. If you... Um, sorry, do you have anything else you want to... I thought...
1: I liked the vocals when it came time to yell. I kind of felt like he was holding back a little bit. Yeah. I liked the vocals so much, I could tell, like I want him to really dig into it. Come on, Eric, just fucking scream! I, I liked the I liked the vocals and I thought, I wanted more. I wanted even more. So yeah, I dug it, I dug it. Again, I liked the sound, I like the lyrics, the sound of the vocals mixed with the music. I thought it was a nice kind of working together.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know. I really feel like he got across this idea of existential angst. Yeah. Like, as yeah. I, don't, I don't mean like, it's not pretentious either. It's literally just like, which dream am I supposed to be? Which way is the right way into the wrong way? Am I the space cadet to Mars? Or am I just the pizza truck owner? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I feel yeah. like it was relatable, but it's yeah. also shrouded in enough mystery where it's not just like, it's not too accessible. Yeah. It's the right amount of accessible yeah, and mysterious at the agreed. same time. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys dug the misanthropes and want to hear more of them, you can check out their SoundCloud, soundcloud.com misanthropesmusic. Or check them out and like them on Facebook, Facebook.com misanthropesmusic. And with that, we can move on to our third song. Capsized by the Keep, off of the 2015 EP "Quarter of a Century." Mm-hmm. So, the Keep were a five-piece alt-rock/slash post-punk band from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And when I say "were," were, Shit. Uh, unfortunately, is it something we said? Come on, it's yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would suck. Because I I talked to Grant. And he was like, "Let me check with my bandmates." And then they said it was cool. And then, what if, what if I started it all? Shit, dude. That's so, probably it. Sadly, between the time that I contacted this band and the time that we're actually recording this episode, wait for real? Between oh wow, they have broken up. Oh. It was probably about a month. Jared, ago. it was about a month ago. That Yo, Jared,
1: maybe him. it was you. No offense. Oh, That's fuck Shuffle, uh. dude. No, they. That's the life of the Huffle. Five so, Huffle.
0: earlier this month. Uh, via their Facebook page the band posted a status saying they were no longer a band saying hey everyone sad news the keep is no more we had a lot of aspirations for a follow up to our quarter of a century EP but ultimately our creative differences brought us to a place where there was no united front hmm. we found ourselves pulling in different directions with how we wanted the, how we wanted to sound instead of moving forward as a complete unit I think we're all going to try to stay friends, and I'm sure we'll move on to new projects separately after some time. But in the meantime, we can reflect on how good the times we are. We can reflect on the good times we had. Thank you for your Mm. support and coming out to our shows. Damn. Yeah. Well, wish them the best. Good luck, the keep. So while they were still a band, they described themselves as... From all over the Midwest, they united as one to play catchy hooks, aggressive riffs, and grooving rhythms. Yeah. They are The Keep, a five-part post-punk indie rock band that incorporated incorporates elements of doom and stoner rock. Songs are catchy but also heavy, and the energy is palpable. Yeah. And I guess if anyone's curious... A keep is a type of fortified tower built within castles during the Middle Ages by European nobility.
1: I did not know that. You I didn't?
0: Did. I had no idea. I didn't Come know. Come on. I thought this was like the keep, you
1: know, like the verb. Keep. Well, These guys keep. It gives fucking, only to them They keep, keep it. You're fucking
0: wrong. Actually, I, I don't know <laughs> if that's, I'm assuming that's what they meant. But I guess that could be. These are the kind of differences. We'll that never know now.
1: Broke up the band.
0: Let's, Let's break up the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight you, man. the I quit. <laughs> if
1: only they were alive now. We could just ask
0: them. Shit. So uh, the, the way that I happened to come across the keep was their, one of their guitarists, Grant Ertel. Ertel. I actually never said your last name out loud. E-R-T-L. E-R-T Ertel Ertle. Ertle. Uh, Sorry, Ertel Sorry, Grant I've known you for a while And I've never said your last name out loud Is this loud.
1: like an Erkel thing? There's Erkel yeah. oh, There's Ur-kel. Grant
0: Erkel Ertel You know what I mean? Yeah Family know, Matters not reference even, Not even <laughs> yeah. So I actually I met Grant Through my old roommate Chris Who's actually going to be The next musician we talked about Shit After this song They They grew up together yeah so as well as being a talented musician grant is also a talented artist graphic designer director film editor and videographer he actually owns and runs his own media label called aquanaut media wow which i will post a link to so yeah here for your listening pleasure is capsized by the keep So that was capsized by the keep. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought this was a solid rock song. Kind of, to me, it kind of had the alt rock Foo Fighters vibe. Maybe that was kind of the first yeah. band that came to mind. I don't want to just reduce it to the first thing that popped in my head, but it's about as deep a thinker as I am. It, you know, kind of, you know, had that kind of distorted guitar, four-four drums, kind of bass bopping, well-crafted rock song.
0: That was weird. And I dug it. It was Did you watch the music video for it by chance? What? No. So they, they have a music video, which is just literally continuous shots of actual ships being capsized. Wow. So it's just all these huge oil tankers that are being knocked over by waves. Is it the members in the band capsizing the ships? Yeah. They're, that they're just that fucking, fucking hardcore. Badass. No, actually, there's this like a uh, little ten to fifteen second clip in the middle of the music video of the band actually playing the song. Yeah. But other than that, it's just a montage of shots of ships capsizing. It's kinda harrowing. Yeah. After a while. (laughs)
1: Like people
0: maybe died. Probably not. I I don't there weren't any people in any of the shots. Okay. I don't know if there's such thing as like controlled capsizings. Like you know how like there's controlled house burnings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, what do you do with this ship? Because, like, yeah. they were extremely well documented. Like, yeah. there's, like, camera shots from inside the ship. Oh, so, yeah, so probably. Either they yeah. used clever editing to not show people being drowned in like, hit with <laughs> objects, or these were just, like, ghost ships that were just being knocked over and filled up with water.
1: I like to think some people died,
0: personally, I think. It... It helps me fall asleep (laughs) at night if I just imagine people dying. It just comforts me. It makes the music better. Hey, hey,
1: don't blame me. Blame the culture I grew up
0: in, all right? Yeah, and blame whoever let all those ships capsize. (laughs) So, yeah, this is a a good, solid rock song. It was driving. It was emotional. It was catchy. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I did really like the guitar work. Yeah, me too. This is probably, will just show you how, like, not musically skilled I am, but the best way I can describe it, there was like a a thickness to the guitar sound. Like it yeah. felt heavy. Yeah. Without it wasn't like heavy metal, but there was just like a solid girth to the sound of the guitar. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it was it was a little distorted, but it wasn't so much that it was Yeah, yeah I thought it was a nice time.
0: And And I, I did like how kind of quiet it got at the end. Like, yeah. Where you could really just focus on the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought it really kind of added to the emotion of, like, the lyrics of, like... Yeah. Capsized, everybody's gonna drown. Yeah, the like, lyrics were very doom. Fucking...
1: Kind of very doom metal. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, I, I appreciate the tempo changes and yeah, that kind of bridge near the end. I thought that was nice.
0: Alright, so... If I were to ask you, what did you imagine the lead singer of this band looked like, what would you say, simply based off the vocal performance? Uh, pale blue
1: eyes. Uh, icy glare he would give me if we were in a sort of uh, late-night bar close scenario he's and gonna, I was in the way of the door.
0: He's going to capsize you. <laughs> He's going to bust a capsize. <laughs> no, he has like this huge lumberjack beard, really? which I did not picture at all.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. Wouldn't have guessed. Huh. I would guess more like kind of Jude Law.
0: Maybe See, Jude under, Law
1: with the beard. Maybe underneath the beard. Yeah, he's got, got a Jude Law vibe going on.
0: Underneath, as they say, underneath every big beard is a Jude Law. Underneath the huh? waves of the capsize <laughs> lies a Jude Law in all of us. Nice. That's Jude's law, bro. <laughs> That's Jude's fucking law. <laughs> yeah. So yeah I thought this was a great straight-up rock song I thought it had emotional vibes to it but his voice it didn't have like emo emotion it was like the lead hero in an action movie like let's get our shit together let's get off this sinking ship you know so if you enjoyed the keep even though they are no longer a band please check them out on their band camp thekeepmn.bandcap.com or on their Facebook dot, uh, which is facebook.com slash thekeepmn. Alright, with that we can move on to our fourth song Steel Beam Graveyard by Christoph Brun off his up and coming 2016 release Chandelier. Oh wow. So this isn't out yet. This is an expl- was it released as a single or given to you? It was just given to me because wow. he's He's my bro. Damn, man. No, yeah, this nice. this album. I I don't know if it's officially released on April 16th, but he will be holding a record release show at the Teatro Zacon in Duluth, Minnesota, on April 16th for nice. this new album, Chandelier. Nice. I, I mean, I guess, I I guess I will say this kind of was released as a single because this song and one other song on this album have music videos that were posted for it so yes i guess it kind of would be a single yeah but he did give me access to the whole album to listen to and it was great nice. i enjoyed it did he so, give you exclusive rights yeah. copyright <laughs> you own it <laughs> if, if i played for <laughs> anybody else yeah i, I own it he <laughs> did give me the, he that gave me the master tracks yeah he, he, sent, <laughs> he sent me the file for it and it was fucking huge every song was wow. like 30 something megabytes holy shit it was literally the master nice. recording wow for this nice so Christoph Brun is a fingerstyle steel stringed solo guitarist who is currently based in St. Paul Minnesota who was highly inspired by a musician named John Fahey Am I saying that right? I
1: Honest to God, have no,
0: I've never heard it out loud. Fahe? Fahe. I've always
1: said John Fahe, but I have no idea if that's right. Well, it's F-A-H-E-Y, so yeah.
0: Fahe makes
1: sense. And he's fantastic. Look him up. Great, great musician. And yeah, this song, equally good, I thought. Yeah, yeah so
0: John Fahe was an American fingerstyle guitarist and composer who played the steel-stringed acoustic guitar as a solo instrument. His style has been greatly influential and has been been described as the foundation of American primitive guitar. Yeah. A term borrowed from painting and referring mainly to the self-taught nature of the music and its minimalist style. So... American primitive guitar began when John Fahey first composed and recorded avant-garde slash neoclassical compositions using traditional country blues finger-picking techniques, which had been previously used primarily to accompany vocals, but this was used in a solo guitar format. And fingerstyle guitar is the technique of playing a guitar by plucking the strings directly with the fingertips, fingernails, or picks attached to the fingers, as opposed to simply, like, flat picking while strumming. Yeah. So Chris and I were roommates in college. I met him my freshman year of college at the University of Minnesota Duluth, and then we went on to live together for, like, four more years after that. Wow. And his... His guitar work has actually been featured in Shuffle before. Is that right? Going all nice. the way back to episode 0. 0.5. Was I there? You weren't. This was Shit. this was bef- the before the Dami Juggs days. pre Jugs, man. This was actually the only other episode to actually contain a song in the episode that I was talking about. Uh-huh. Which was a song by the black metal band Obzind. Mm. Which was Chris and I's black metal project when we were in college together. He played all the doomy black metal guitar riffs on that song. Yeah. He's uh he's one of the most talented guitarists that I've ever known. And I, I might be getting this wrong, but I believe he told me that actually the reason why he started playing guitar was he received an injury to his finger. He actually cut a decent part of it off. I believe it was really? like a bike chain or something I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong and he was told by his doctor to pick up an instrument like guitar to help rehabilitate just finger movement and Uh, motor skills uh, and he was was primarily self taught all the way up until like his sophomore year of college and then he started taking lessons through the music department on our campus and went on to just become even more talented than he already was nice yeah, and it's actually it's his fault that I have such a deep, sick interest in black metal and <laughs> Satanism. He got me into it, but I'm wow. guessing he doesn't want that affiliated with his solo guitar music. So. Six, six, six. Yeah. You know,
1: on acoustic. John Fahey probably had that
0: <laughs> carved into his forehead. It so actually
1: Marilyn Manson. Sorry, Chris. Or Charles, Charles Manson. I'm though. not
0: trying to dilute your professionalism
1: we just outed you as a satanist yeah. bro <laughs> straight up good luck
0: <laughs> your, your record label's gonna <laughs>
1: drop your ass now this is 1950s usa and we don't like your kind pal
0: yeah we don't take kindly <laughs> to your kind. so chris is actually part of a record label called grass tops recording mm. and he actually helps run the label with its founder kyle fossenberg fosberg Brass Top's Recording is a record label dedicated to archiving and reissuing music from the past as well as featuring new artists. They actually they specialize in finding old, rare, out-of-print albums and making them easily accessible once nice, again. Nice. So they're finding all of this old American primitive guitar music that no one's been able to find, getting the master copies of it and re-releasing it. And actually, I was wow. reading, I was reading on their website, they have a very interesting contract situation set up with their artists where they only retain exclusive ownership over the music for like two to three years hmm. after the release yeah and after those three years 100 percent of the ownership then goes back to the artist so wow. then they could go on and do whatever else they want with their music wow that's they're, awesome they're very yeah. interested in like you know treating the artist well yeah nice 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 yeah so if, if you're curious about it i'll post a link to their website but so uh and actually both chris and kyle stopped through here in state college about a year ago and Mm. played some awesome acoustic music nice nice so this is steel beam graveyard by christoph brun which he described the track as dark and oddly structured so Mm. enjoy Uh, All right, so that was Steel Beam Graveyard by Christoph Brune. What did you think about it, Dami? Uh, I mean, I
1: love this kind of music, so I really dug this song. I'm a big—I mean, this sounds so phony—big John Fahey fan. I don't know how to say the name, but I'm a huge fan of his music, just through Spotify. He's a poser. I, I really am, because I don't know how to <laughs> fucking say the name. But I love—I love the the kind of finger picking, introspective. But kind of fast folk blues, where it's kind of searching for something. You know what I mean? It's just technically proficient, but it's not just about the virtuosity. If I know the primitivism right, but it's about hitting some kind of just basic kind of feeling, some element. So I dug it. I I thought this was, yeah, totally proficient guitar player. Yeah, excellently done. Yeah,
0: I loved how brooding and intense it was yeah it was like it was like it was fast but it was it was proficient yeah there wasn't like a wrong note plucked and if there was it was the most intentionally done yeah like yeah everything felt right where it belongs yeah and i i honestly i don't know anything about american primitive guitar but this song makes me want to delve into it more. Yeah. Cuz it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's solid. Very. And it solid was song. it was very much just like an ode to the guitar. Yeah. I mean, it was li- it was just so simple and romantic in some way of like look at the beautiful things this instrument can do. Yeah. And there was no other there weren't effects, there weren't vocals. It was literally just the straight up raw guitar yeah. sounds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it was yeah, I thought it was great.
1: Nice chord changes tempo changes new riffs added in but yeah it kind of kept that basic kind of
0: elemental guitar feeling yeah yeah which
1: i dug i thought yeah great song And i don't know if
0: i've ever said this about a song but it was so confident yeah it was a very like confident and certain sounding song yeah yeah. Which, like,
1: uh, Leo Kotke, who I don't know if he necessarily is an American primitivist, but he's, like, steel guitar, finger-picking maniac. I, I, I wrote that down, too, because it's a similar vibe. Where, yeah, it's kind of confident, you know, just finger-picking guitar. Yeah, so, yeah, great. I thought, great song. Great song. Yeah. If, yeah. Workman-like, man. Nice. nice yeah.
0: Stuff. So if you enjoyed this, you can check out more of the music on Chris's website, christophbruhn.com. And you can also check out his uh, studio's website, grasstopsrecording.com, or their Bandcamp, bandcamp grasstopsrecording.bandcamp.com, or their SoundCloud, soundcloud soundcloud.com slash grasstopsrecording. And with that, we can move on to our final song of the set, Ambience by Geodesy. 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 I'm sorry if I'm <laughs> wrong. Geodesy. Geodesy, Geodesy. is that Geodesy. how you'd say?
1: Geodesy. I'd say Geodesy. Geodesy. Yeah.
0: Geodesy is an experimental ambient electronic musician based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and. If you aren't familiar, ambient music is a genre of music that puts emphasis on tone and atmosphere over traditional music structure or rhythm. Ambient music is said to evoke an atmospheric, visual, or unobtrusive quality. And according to Brian Eno, one of the pioneers of this genre, he said, and I quote, ambient music must be able to accommodate many levels of listening attention without enforcing one in particular. It must be as ignorable as it is interesting, which is like, (laughs) I fucking love that line. Nice. That's a good one. It must be as ignorable as it is interesting. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's pretty.
0: (laughs) And if anybody else is curious, geodesy is the scientific discipline that deals with the measurement and representation of the earth, including its gravitational field in Mm. a three-dimensional time-varying space. But of course. Duh. (laughs) Duh. So Geodesy is the project of a guy named Sam Hagen, someone I met while attending college also in Duluth, Minnesota, oh, nice. which is pretty much everyone else except for the misanthropes. And he describes his music as audible translations of somnolent subconscious experience. Nice. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. He makes music anywhere from lush, slow-building ambient tracks to highly experimental drone and now noise sounds. Hmm. He gets very experimental sometimes. You'd probably dig yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This track isn't like that, though. So, And he actually just recently, within the past week, I believe, released a collection of his ambient music called A Collection of Ambient Recordings 2011 and 2015. Nice. So if you're interested in hearing more like this, nice. I'll post a link on how to get it. And actually, interesting note: this song is featured on this album called. It's been retitled Ambient One. And I actually he told me this. It's actually a slowed down version of another song of his. Mm. So if you go on SoundCloud, this song is called Ambience and he has a song called Ambient 1 which is Ambient number 1 with no space in it yeah and ambience is a slowed down version of that song Ambient 1 and he actually sent me that he actually sent me that original sped up version which, if anyone's interested in hearing it, I was going to play it at the very end of this podcast. So if you want to nice. hear it, just nice. stick around to the end. And if you don't want to hear it, just stop listening or stop <laughs> talking. So I guess without further ado, here is Ambience slash Ambient 1 by Geodesy. all right so that was Ambient by geodesy geodesy i feel like i say it different every time (laughs) so what did you think oh i liked it i
1: mean i love ambient music i thought this it kind of sounded like uh arvo part or arvo pert i don't know how to say his name so i sound like the ultimate fraud on this episode i don't know how to pronounce anyone's name but he does like a sacred music that's what he says he does and this sounded kind of like old school sacred music like kind of gregorian chant
0: that kind of transcendent feeling which i dug i dug yeah it definitely it had like a sacred religious like not religion religious but it felt like a spiritual yeah. experience listening yeah. to it it was yeah. soothing relaxing slow rich atmospheric yeah it uh especially if you listen to it with headphones on, like it feels like you're bathing in sound. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: uh, and I like how the the kind of synth sound at at times, which I think is like the sign of good ambient music. At any point in the song, something could kind of sound a little different than it did earlier. Because at times that kind of synth sounded like a, just like a clear note and then like a screech. And almost like kind of vocals i thought that was nice it was yeah nice.
0: it's kind of like this ever evolving kind of organic mass of noise yeah which is enjoyable to listen to yeah yeah like I, I don't know how you define what a song is yeah but like you know this is one of those things that like it's on a, what the fuck am i trying to say it's just so it's so slowly progressing in Kind of grand in its scope, where it's like every part sounds different, but you barely notice it changing as it goes on, yeah. almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I mean, the only, you know, kind of critique I have is that it was too short. I thought this could have been like 10 to 15 yeah. minutes long. Drug out, and, which is ultimately a compliment. I wanted more. more. I thought, I thought this, this could have been like a 15 minute slow burn where you really just
0: see. You know, the flower bloom, or Yeah, whatever you want to say. Well, if you want more, <laughs> not only is there an album of songs like this, but it also features some, like, 15-minute-long nice, tracks. Nice, nice, nice. So I'll post a link to it. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Check yeah. out his Bandcamp, a collection of ambient recordings 2011 to 2015. Yeah, right on, right on. Which is at geodesy.bandcamp.com You can also check out his non-ambient tracks which get very experimental and noisy at his SoundCloud soundcloud.com slash geodesy and also if you go on his Instagram he has Quite the collection of like modular instruments and noisemakers. I honestly don't know what any of them do. Yeah. But they're very interesting <laughs> yeah. to look at, and he has some videos of like him programming these songs on them. Nice. So if you're interested in seeing weird analog modular synths and moogs and whatever yeah, yeah. gizmos, you can check out his Instagram, which is instagramcom slash synthesis and like. It's like a combination of the two words, like geodesy, emphasis. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. G-E-O-D-E-S-Y-N-T-H-E-S-I-S. Whew. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so any final parting thoughts or?
1: Uh, no, yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, all solid tracks. You you are surrounded by amazing musicians, Jared. I know. You were embedded in the ultimate artistic culture. I'm my great. God. Damn. I know. I'm great. What about my friends, man? Shit. I don't have any. I'm a misanthrope. Fuck them. Fuck. (laughs)
0: Fuck people. No, if you got musicians, (laughs) you can uh, fuck fuck people. Fuck people. Fuck people, man. All right. So like I said, if you are a musician and would like your music featured on volume two of this type of episode, please send me your music. And also, if you want to submit tracks for us to talk about outside of your own music, you can also send that to us as well. You can send it to us at facebook.com slash shuffle. I should say shuffle spelt with a five. You probably know that. Facebook.com slash 5-H-U-F-F-L-E. Follow us on Twitter. Or message us at shufflepodcast, tumblr, shufflepodcast.tumblr.com. Or you could do the classic email, shufflecastpod at gmail.com. Also, please listen to another podcast that I'm on. If you're ever curious about listening to me talk about video games with my friends, check out the Game Cave podcast hosted by my friend John Miller at soundcloud.com slash the Game podcast. Uh, other than Wings, is there anything you want to plug, Dominic? Uh,
1: Should Look for, you know, I got some music coming out. Look for that. It does no. have a SoundCloud now. I can't be yeah, Look for my <laughs> SoundCloud uh and uh, uh dj jug harmony in the in the music machine kids.com <laughs> the music machine
0: kids That's me all right i'm sh- i'm sure you'll <laughs> have a book at some point oh, that yeah. you could plug oh yeah, yeah all yeah, about yeah. insane clown posse i'm sure <laughs> dj jug meets the
1: yeah. clown posse <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right So thank you for listening. I hope you all have a good week and look forward to next week for episode 15. Bye. Peace.